He's back. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes. You are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised going over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. The media cycle has been intense, has been insane since our last episode. If you follow us on social media, essentially... I did a play-by-play of what was going on in the debate. There were some people that hit me up personally saying, oh, man, where's the post-debate episode, post-debate video, this, that, and the other. Uh, We're not always able to give you guys that, but that's why if you follow us a little bit on social media, you'll see a little bit extra stuff that you don't get in the episodes in between episodes. Um Plus, even if we had did a post-debate episode or post-debate video, it wouldn't be really relevant right now because the news cycle has transformed drastically from what the debate was to where we are now uh, in the president catching COVID-19, the China virus, the Wu flu, and... Even that story has evolved. So a lot has happened since the last debate. So we're going to kind of compact everything and then give our overview of where we see things going. So off the bat, really quick, we'll do a, a brief segment, rapid fire. Who do you think won the debate and why? Trump won the debate. If you're talking body language, body language alone, Trump won the debate. If you're talking topics and topics alone, Trump won the debate. Um, although I will say this, Trump had a lot of missed opportunities when it came to race, when it came to the uh, police, when it came to law and order. I think he could have done a little bit better. What it- missed opportunities do you feel like the persisted? On race, because I was actually having a discussion with somebody today about who they're going to vote for, and essentially they said they were vo- voting for Biden, yeah, just because of race. Like they they're they're under the assumption that Trump is a racist, and even though they openly admitted that there's nothing that Biden offers that's better than Trump, to yeah. them it is strictly a race issue. Yeah. So and you mentioned that so. Um, where where do you feel like he had a misstep when it came to race? I think the true racism has came from the left, and I think that he had the opportunity, and he's done it before. He's done it leading up, I mean, a month leading up into breaking down some of some of the the stuff that the left has shared. I think that's one of Trump's like faults is he's not a great breakdown expert. He doesn't break yeah. things down very good. And, and I've noticed that when he does break it down, it's a little bit more like... It's broad. Yeah. He's not very specific. And and you would think that... 
Well, that's the thing. I, I, I wonder maybe as a politician, broad strokes are the way to go because once you get too detailed and too specific, I feel like you start to lose people. Yeah, but it's that you know what it was too? Like, uh, I want to say, let me see if I can uh, look it up. I think it's called critical race theory. What, that's what it's called. Yeah, and he literally, they asked him like why, like the whole, uh, uh, what was it, uh, the training the the racial training racial yeah diversity training, di- diversity and, training and diversity sensitivity training yeah the perfect counter for that i felt like he said he said the right thing he said it was racist in the sense that like but then that's where you talk about critical race theory like rugged individualism is not a white thing it should be an everything everybody thing and i've right heard there, him say that but 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 right there what you just said how many Americans are you going to lose with just those two words, rugged individualism? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, that that's hard. Like, a person that's tuning in to us, a person that's tuning in to Ben Shapiro, Tim Pool, whoever have you, yeah, you could break stuff down because they come seeking that sort of information. But the public, like the 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 general public, are they really yeah. gonna gonna like look into that and see what that is? And you only have so much time to talk. So if you start getting into like breaking down theories and, yeah. and stuff like that, you you might you might lose the, certain people. You, you might lose certain people, you might lose the audience and and Trump's big thing is keeping people's attention. Yeah. Also Biden's like maybe if you didn't go that route even even then, you could still touch on it by 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 saying apparently I would have been like apparently uh, you're not black unless you vote for you, right? Yeah, or something like that. Now that's like simpler, more broad, yeah. easier for the general public to to consume. Definitely, I would have went with that. And yeah, I agree in that regard. Definitely missed opportunities. What do you think of this notion that I I uh, uh, mentioned earlier as far as people? voting for biden because they think that trump is a racist even though so stupid biden offers nothing in the alternative and and they'll openly say that yeah it's dumb it's just dumb i mean you look at see I, i think that's where um People aren't looking at the actual facts and the logic behind things. Like, well, well, the way that that they talked about it, they brought up the situation with the Central Park Five. Are you familiar with that situation? Yeah, yeah. When Trump was a businessman in New York, and I guess he was very adamant about the Central Park Five getting convicted, getting the yeah. death penalty, and everything like that. Um, and this person is convinced that that was a display of heinous racism or you thought that they did it i mean you could be because supposedly they, they ended up being yeah they were exonerated, exonerated like they yeah. and it, it, you know they they didn't commit the crime i just don't know how to correlate that with, with today and like i, I, I don't know how today. to correlate it with racism because when i was having yeah. this back and forth with this person I brought up the OJ trial. I was like, well, with OJ, just, so are you suggesting, because this person was like, oh, that a person like that can't be president. And I was like, but everybody has preconceived notions. If the DA, the police did the investigation and this businessman who obviously 
he has a political incentive to get involved because if you're building business, especially real estate business yeah. in New York, it behooves you to have New York as crime free yeah. as and, and crime ridden as uh, not crime ridden, crime free as possible. And and so you naturally may speak about these things because it affects property values. It, it affects people wanting to visit your hotels. It yeah. affects all this stuff. So he spoke about it based off of the information that was provided from the DA and from the police. It's not like Trump went and picked these five guys out of a lineup. Yeah. This yeah, was yeah. the whole case. And so what I what I brought up and I and I compared and contrast the situation to the OJ case, I was like, well, based off of everything that was going on before the the verdict came out in the OJ trial, there were plenty of people that were convinced that OJ did it. Yeah. He got found not guilty. Those people that were convinced prior to the verdict that OJ did it, does that make them racist just because they the way they saw the situation was that he did it, and if he did it, yeah. he should be locked up for the rest of his life? I don't think that constitutes racism. Now, does that constitute you speaking out about something that you don't have all the information about? Yeah, I would yeah. say that. I would give you that. And in fact... I would say he's learned from that because if you notice a lot of these police shootings that that take place that are racially charged he doesn't really talk about them much it's pretty yeah. much let the law do its thing so you see he's learned his lesson you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah, i'm not gonna say nothing until yeah I know everything. so so i would say i would say he's displayed that he's learned his lesson but i would give you that that like maybe like he misspoke or, or or he was overly aggressive but that doesn't necessarily mean that that was an act of racism there there's nothing yeah. in that to support or uphold this racism theory with that situation well it's always a blanket statement that like really can't be proven right and that's and that's the issue that i have with too many people leaning on race and it's funny you say that because somebody that was on this person's side they were like, yeah, man, I understand motherfuckers out here getting money. I was just out of town. I see motherfuckers with Lambos, this and that. But, but man, like, 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 you know, there's racial issues. There's ra so, so on one hand, you there's something that you see tangible as a result of a Trump presidency, motherfuckers yeah. getting money. But on the other hand, you're saying you're talking about race relationships. And, and 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 the culture, if you will, that has really been frayed since Obama. Like, let's not forget that things yeah. were very frayed under Obama. It, it's just be and, and let's not forget that riots and looting took place over Obama. So, you know, police shootings took place over Obama and people wanted to burn shit down. So I don't know why, like your people are making it seem like this is specifically a Trump thing and like, Trump has hurt race relations so much well i mean media coverage and how they spin it definitely because just like you just told me about the whole critical race theory and mentioning that and that might be something like that every everyday average american might not really like know or have delved into you know who's to say they're even paying attention into like oh well you know what immigration was kind of the same you know, there was kids in cages during like they don't yeah. they don't know any of that. So that because that wasn't put on display, even though the media knew yeah. many of these things, they never said, "Oh, this is Obama's America." Look, racial injustice and rioting and looting and kids in cages. But because Trump is Trump, and he's Republican, and the media 
is overall liberal for the most part. Yeah, they're going to paint the picture differently. But the fact of the matter remains that a lot of the same stuff has happened. Yeah. It's just was not covered. And one was treated very, very nicely yeah. by the media. Uh, and then the other one is, is treated very unfairly. And I'm not saying that you should you should treat one bad or one good or anything. You should just be fair. And, and, and like, at what point did journalists become uh commentators really yeah you know an activist yeah an activist Costa. yeah right oh god grandstanding master flex right there but um but yeah that's that's i think the way people perceive it everyday people that might not look into things like we do yeah see we we delve into all these topics so much that like we could really like we watch documentaries on it like we really break down the culture there's an every week Thing, really an everyday thing because sometimes yeah. you even have to take notes and we are right, this is yeah. something we, we could talk about and that's why you should follow us on twitter yeah because a lot of times that information gets put out there through twitter hanging with apes kill cartoon rx phonics three twitter handles all with a lot of great information interesting stuff yes yes please follow us the time is now no, but yeah, we really do. Uh, we really do inform ourselves, and I think uh, it's nice because because even in talking to just new people, you know, you meet or even online, like it's information that makes people think like, oh, well, maybe I'll look into this, you know, yeah. and um, and it's important. Now, do you think uh, <laughs> with because I'm already seeing certain things, I'm like, what the hell? With Trump's whole COVID nineteen diagnosis and well, he's coming back to the White House. Um, do you think the media is going to try and spin that in in the most negative way possible? Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's a given. Like the they've they're they're already doing it. Um, initially, when the news broke, it was interesting because. You had texted me in the middle of the night, and then I didn't see the text right away, but you you were like the first to inform me that Trump and his wife got uh, the COVID-19. And then when I saw it, whenever it was in the middle of the night, the text, I went on Twitter, went on the, my news feed, and I was like looking at all that stuff. And then it pretty much like was very hard to go back to sleep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm reading about it, trying to see what was up and, and everything like that. Uh, so that was Thursday night going into Friday, pretty much. That was that was the time frame. I noticed that instantaneously, the news feed was very much. I told you so. Like it, it was. It yes. was very much the vibe. I told you so. In fact, when Trump was leaving the White House to go to Walter Reed Hospital before he boarded marine one cnn had that that sh that uh shot of waiting for outside of the white house waiting for him to to come out because they knew he was going to be medevac to the to the hospital and one of the cnn uh i don't know if it was an anchor or a commentator because they weren't showing their faces because they had the 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 shot of the white house but you hear yeah. the voices in the background she said oh this is going to be quite a different sight uh, from 
a few weeks ago when Trump uh, boarded Marine One from the same location around the same time. Uh, and mind you, he was not wearing a mask. Like, like, like what? First off, this and this is what's so this is what's so funny and what's so interesting about no. this situation <laughs> is the the whole notion of I told you so. You have no idea that he got it from not wearing a mask. You don't even know that. Like you, he could have got it from a doorknob. He could have got it from a can of pop. In fact, uh, uh, one of one of my guys made a, a very good point when we were talking about it. He said we don't even know he could have got it from the mask. You don't even know yeah. like where that mask has been or who you know what I'm saying. Well, you so know, they, he, there's a new study that says cloth masks, not N95s, but cloth masks might actually make it where you you're more susceptible to it. You know what I'm saying. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we don't we don't know. So that's more or less uh, that that those statements or that argument it it lacks validity. Then it became a thing of. Well, maybe he doesn't really have it. Maybe this is all just a made-up thing staged. Well, then hashtag the, there is a god. <laughs> with with the way with the way that he's always being investigated and and pressed and everything and all the sources and all the leaks that are around him. Yeah. Peep somebody in the Walter Reed Hospital, the medical staff, somebody would leak that that this is staged. Yeah. So there's, there's, it doesn't behoove him to do something like that, especially considering the fact that he already got into into some. Well, I don't think he it was it was real trouble, but but according to people out there, you know, a, a little bit of uh, of trouble with the whole Bob Woodward thing, talking about like he downplayed it. So yeah. that's not something that you would play around or stage or whatever the case. And yeah. then. It pretty much, as the day went on, it turned into like a celebration that he might die. And then to them talking about, oh, well, what would happen if he has to transfer power? There's a chance Pelosi could be present. Like, it was all this craziness. That first day, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where the hashtag, there is a God. Because some people were like, I'm atheist, but if, Tri if Trump dies from this, maybe there is a God. Wow. And shit like that. I was like, that was trending. That was like yeah. top five. And and it made me, when I saw all of that, I was, uh, I had tweeted out. I was like, you know, to all the undecided voters out there, if this election is indeed about the soul of the nation, well, consider the fact that this side of the political and cultural aisle is not wishing death and would never wish death on the other side. Yeah. And you got to consider that. And I think that was a, a moment where the left, obviously, this is generally speaking, because not every member of the left or any person that aligns themselves with that ideology thinks specifically in, in this way. But it does show that that side has some demonic shit going on, like some shit yeah. that's not that just like ain't right. And, and you know, this some soul searching needs to take place on that side of the political aisle. Not to say that everybody on this side of the political aisle is perfect, but I haven't seen anybody be on that type of shit. No, no. And, and you shouldn't like what? Because you disagree with this person, but because you think that this person, whether it be Biden, whether it be Trump, whether it be. In the next, you know, 10 years, whoever the hell's president, you could disagree with people. You could think that they're terrible presidents or terrible leaders, but, you know, wish death on them. You know, like that that's not 
or, or if they get sick or if they get there's an assassination attempt or if there's anything that, that's bad that happens to them, you don't wish that. You know, I remember when, and again, I was not a big fan of Obama, but you know what day I was, it was like a day of celebration when Osama got killed. He came out, he gave the speech. It was like, you felt proud that you, mean you were- You mean Or Bin Laden, yeah. yeah. Who'd I say? Osama. Osama, yeah. Oh, Osama well, yeah, Bin well, Laden. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, it was yeah. Saddam. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you know, like, I'm thinking, damn, everyone's celebrating in front of the White House. It was like, it was one of those days where no matter who the leader was, no matter how much you disliked the, the president or disliked their policy, it's a day where you, you're like, well, I'm pretty proud of being American and, and we got something handled that we should have. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, okay, that's Obama. I didn't vote for dude. I don't like, I, I don't like his policy. Shit. So, if I could do that, you can't do that for 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 Trump if he gets sick from COVID nineteen. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. be like, damn. Let's all let's all kind of like unite and wish that do gets better and and or at very least, there. if you don't want to do all that, that's fine. But the extra two three steps to go and wish death is beyond. Because I could see if I could I could be a rock with it and and find it reasonable to not say anything. Like I don't yeah. expect you to rally behind him. Or yeah. send prayers or blessings his way. That's fine, but this notion that you want him dead and you want to see him dead—that's that's a bit extreme. How, how do you feel about Biden pulling some certain ads out once Trump went into? Uh, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters, and I think it's a little bit of a non-factor because, to be honest with you, right now, like Trump has even now, even though he's getting better, and he, and as we speak. He's scheduled to be discharged from the hospital. Uh, and we're going to get to that whole thing in a bit. But um, he has all the, the, the energy. Like, he has all the attention. All yeah. the attention. He has all the oxygen in the room. So, Biden ads, run them, don't run them. Yeah. I, I don't think that I, that it necessarily, like, matters at this point. Because people are waiting to see what Trump has to say. Yeah. And you and I talked about it as that day, you know, the, 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 the day that it was, it was announced that he had COVID-19, what it could mean. Now, what was very interesting about that day was the way that the stock market was trending because that night when you had texted me and then as I started reading what was going on, the futures, the, like the Dow future, the New York Stock Exchange, the the Nasdaq, the futures tumbled. It was very, very bad and very scary. Honestly, I thought we were going to have one of those COVID-19 days when that shit first started like outbreaking and everybody thought the world was going to end. One of those type of bad days or one of those fucking uh, recession days. I thought it was going to be that type of day. Yeah. But the news was pretty good as during like the trading hours. News yeah. was good. It was like at first it went from he's asymptomatic yeah. to mild symptoms. Yeah. And and then it started being like, oh, okay, well, what's going on? But it was enough positivity for the market to balance itself out. But what was interesting about that is to me that signified that the market has declared Trump their leader, their president, because yeah. you're not going to be that like on edge and up and down if yeah. you don't 
if you don't have some sort of reliance on this guy. Yeah. So that was a big moment, which Charles Payne from Fox Business, he talked about that before. He mentioned that he feels the market has already predicted who will win the election because the way that the market has been doing good so close to the election, it was a big indicator for him. And so I think also this was another indicator, the fact that your leader, the president, is in peril shows that you feel very uncertain about the future and and you're waiting for the information as it comes in to decide what moves you're going to make. And the stock market's up now, 466 points. 30 minutes ago before we started this episode, Trump said stock market up big. Yeah, which which I that was that was something that I had predicted that day that if if uh, he started showing signs of getting better and and the news on his health was good, the market was going to have a big day today, which it did. And what was interesting is yesterday, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports yeah. uh, on the on his uh, uh, DDTG Davy Day Trader Global said and he predicted was right he's like if the president comes out walking out of of the hospital he's doing good he's beating this corona shit he's like monday is gonna be a humongous day and and he was right and that was very good hearing him excited about that because his predictions have been pretty on point when it comes to the to the stock market and so now all that what was what was said about uh, for, uh, from the media about the president as his condition approved well first it was uncertain and i remember that the associated press they put out a story that kind of almost seemed like they were trying to like be on some um like like some forgiveness or attrition shit because they put out a story it was very weird coming from the associated press they were saying oh um uh, in fact, Trump did not call the COVID-19 a hoax. Uh, and, and so they were like clearing up like what people are saying about Trump calling it a hoax, which is like, well, they like misinformation. So why are you help clearing up what Trump said to benefit him? It was almost like a moment of like, I don't know if they felt bad or they thought this motherfucker was going to die. Because why are you putting out a story in his defense? Because yeah. He didn't call it a hoax. It was like if you listen to that speech where he talked about that, he was pretty much saying how the Democrats have operated was like yeah, a hoax yeah. as opposed to the actual virus. And so that was kind of weird to me. I was like, man, do they think he's going to die and like they they feel bad or it was very weird. And then once you see that he's getting better and his condition is improving, then they were like. We and, changed our mind. Yeah, and it then, was a hoax. And then, and then all <laughs> hell breaks loose because now they're upset. They're saying he was irresponsible for for doing that joyride. As they're calling it a joyride, where he was in his motorcade waving to the people that came to the hospital yeah. to support. You know how awesome that is. You know how awesome that's like the people's champ type of shit. Like these people are out here to see me. Yeah. While I'm sick. Man, I'm gonna go say hi. Like, like these people. This is these are the ones that I'm fighting for. I mean, you gotta. That that's that's crazy. Like that's that in in the best kind of way. Oh, um, they're 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 coming up with all types of stuff. They're like, oh, well, that that truck is bulletproof. Yeah. This and that, all kind of crazy ass shit. 
Now, what's, what's funny about the situation and very interesting is that today he went on a on a Twitter frenzy rampage yeah. <laughs> and, and pretty much giving out all the reasons to vote for him. Pro-life, vote, Second Amendment, vote, tax cuts, vote, deregulation, vote, all this stuff. And, you know, obviously his supporters are rocking with it. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be monumental when he shows up to the next debate. And I think he's going to have a lot to say about the virus. I think he's going to have an opportunity to empathize with the American people but that, that have either suffered from the virus or know somebody that has suffered from it. But I also think he's going to be able to put out the message and the imagery of this is not something to be scared of. This is not something to be afraid of. This is something that is beatable. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how Biden and all of them are going to handle that because this is, this is huge. This guy can actually say, yeah, like I had it, you know what I'm saying? This is <coughs> not no, what he thinks, what he thinks. And, and then a guy who had it, that's always talking and communicating with people. I th- I think uh, I think it's gonna be wild. Unless unless not even skip the fact that like throughout this all he's been so active. Yeah. Like he 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 hasn't really skipped a beat. Like the first day, weariness. You got to see what's going on. He got treated, but communication, constant communication, and then it's almost like even despite the COVID nineteen situation, he's kept everything relatively flowing pretty well yeah and, and not only that but they sat down like mike pence you're gonna start manning some some stuff while i get better let's get let's get going like and they they did the, oh, yeah. the operation maga yep. where larry they put larry elder on the administration which is badass a lot of stuff that he was doing you see pictures of him working from the white house while he's in quarantine or, or wherever he is because i guess at the walter reed center pretty much they have like an oval office in there for him like so yeah. he could work while he's being hospitalized that's crazy yeah that's crazy it's interesting um now what's inter- what, what what's even more interesting than that is you see that the polls seem to be tightening but there is this one NBC uh slash Wall Street Journal poll where after the debate it has Biden up like like 13 14 points yeah. But what's interesting about that is NBC slash Wall Street Journal polls have been very wrong before because somebody, I don't know, some great internet sleuth, some unsung hero on Twitter found a snapshot of an NBC slash Wall Street Journal po- uh, poll from the same time frame, but in 2016 that had Hillary up by the same exact points that this one does yeah uh. so so it's like but that's really the only poll that you see biden has like done drastically better everything else seems to be tightening yeah yeah and that's the thing it's 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 i think the left the extreme left and then the the lefts the the regular lefts uh kind of not really not really taking sides with like 
or, or not really not taking sides, but really like kind of like glancing over the whole looting and the rioting and stuff like that. It hurt them bad. And I think the, the, the most important thing about them being hurt by it is the fact that like I would assume that a lot of people who voted for Trump before are like, all right, well, I'm going to take my shit down because this shit is getting ridiculous and we're going to get attacked. So you're going to get a lot of people who, who might support Trump, but you really won't know that yeah. they support Trump. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, was it yesterday? I want to say I was watching a Tim Pool video where he talked about something in that realm and he mentioned a survey slash study where it projected that around 77% of Trump supporters are likely to not be vocal about it and like not yeah. tell people. So if you have things tightening, then there's obviously amongst people that are willing to vocalize who they support. Yeah. If you have things tightening in that sample group, yeah, and you're not even getting us the, the the sample group of the people. This projected seventy seven percent of people that would rock with him or do rock with him, but won't vocalize it. Who knows, like what the numbers really are out there? And if that is the case, anywhere near that, I mean, that's that's just mind blowing. That yeah, it's funny that you say that because Crowder today came out with one of those like you know those videos that he just kind of like talks. Mm-hmm. It's from a, a camera phone he streams live or whatever. And he was saying, obviously in a way smaller scale, it was like more anecdotal, which I've seen myself. Um, he's like, I remember passing by certain spots in my neighborhood and like there was people who had their Trump flags and stuff like that. This year, that shit's gone. Same thing around where I live. A lot of people, which is weird because I'm in Illinois. They're, the people that do put like, stuff when it comes to politics usually i've seen is like trump trump flags trump flags here trump pens that shit's gone like but then that also has to signify that they don't rock with me and could be could be also you know that yeah. that could be a thing so i mean that's hard that's hard to tell because but but the thing is what i notice is when i talk to people and they're willing to open up to me. And again, that's being here in Chicago. I find a lot of people that rock with Trump. And that's saying a lot considering that we are here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And I and and you see different people talk about this stuff. Like on Twitter uh, the other day, Mike Cernovich, he mentioned that out of his group of friends... Three of them are going to be first-time Trump voters. So they're actually, like, decided that they're going to start rocking with Trump in this election. And he was saying, yeah, three is not a big number, but I don't have a very large group of friends, he was saying. And, you know, if they're representative of the rest of the country, yeah. that's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. And it's left, I think, a lot of the damage caused by the left when it comes to the extreme aspect of the fringe of even the opportunists when it comes to the looting and the rioting they've caused this effect where you really don't know which i think that in a way kind of enforces people 
on the right to be like, well, shit. Because I think about it. You really don't know. The polls say some, uh, like, it's, it's still pretty tight. That's going to cause people to be like, well, let me just secure this vote. Let me go out and, and make sure. Yeah. That way we're for sure, you know, like not complacent. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's very, it's very weird. And it's like, well, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of like uh, Hillary Trump, which was like, I remember the, the night before and the morning and the morning after, um, it was, it was like completely different. And, 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 and it was like, she was going to win like 90%. I think yeah. it was CBS that the morning of the election, they had her like 98% that she would win the election. Yeah. Or was it the Wall Street Journal that had that uh, metric, whatever algorithm they had? Uh, New York Times. The New York Times. She was up 90%. <laughs> and all of a sudden that shit started switching up live. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? It was crazy. Like, I, I don't really rock with the New York Times, like, with the the way they, they put out news. But their, what, whatever, uh, like, their data analytics that they have yeah. is pretty good because they did real good, like, when the COVID outbreak first popped off and, like, yeah. they were able to track, like, the hot spots and stuff. Yeah. That was pretty dope. And then I'll never forget when I was... Because, I mean, I was I was all into election night. Oh, my God. I had my iPad. I had my phone. The TV is going. I'm looking at everything. What's going on? Who's yeah. saying what? What are the exit polls saying? All of this stuff. And the New York Times had Trump projected to win quite a while before anybody else did yeah and i was like and i was like holy shit and then as and then and then it was obviously it was so great like seeing cnn's reaction to that news <laughs> very very funny um do you think well real quick um we've we talked about like the the pence and and harris debate what we thought like that would consist of. We did an episode on that. Uh, we did an episode on that when Kamala Harris was first announced as Joe Biden's vice presidential running mate. Um, now that things have changed, developed, evolved, how do you feel Pence should go about this debate on Wednesday? It is... <clears throat> do you feel like he needs to switch his strategy up at all or um, stay the same or w- w- how do you f- see it now? I would assume well I haven't seen what the topics will be. I don't know if yeah, they have released. So so it depends on on what the topics are cuz with what was badass about Chris Wallace is uh he shared the overview of what topics were going to kind of they were going to go over. Mhm. So it really depends on that. Um, I think uh, Pence is w- nowhere near as aggressive as Trump is. Yeah. But Pence is a lot more uh, a numbers guy, statistics. He's pretty good with that. So if I were him, I would use the aggression like in, in his style to kind of like 
make her answer questions with statistics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which is what we said initially. Press her yeah. and then whatever inconsistencies, press her again and press again to expose that inconsistency. Like, yeah. for instance, definitely needs to press her on... Well, is Joe Biden a racist? Is Joe Biden a rapist? Because that's what you were pretty much yes. calling him. And then also now, big time, big time, big time, needs, 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 needs to press her on whether or not their administration plans on packing the court because Joe Biden would not answer and Chris Wallace didn't press him on it. Yeah. Trump Trump did the pressing on that and still didn't get an answer. Yeah. And then he he really did answer. He was like, "Oh, because you don't want to you don't want to scare away your extreme leftists." Yeah. And see, a lot of people, a lot of people were 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 saying Trump. I don't know what I just watched. This is an embarrassment. I no. don't get that. Like yeah. it's such to me that's such a, a, a like like that that viewpoint of the debate lacks so much sophistication like do you not understand why yeah. um, a person would conduct themselves the way they're conducting themselves are you not looking at the fact that in this debate where it's about informing answering questions what have you this one candidate is not answering anything and the moderator won't press them to answer yeah. it would that not make you mad as the opposing side would you not feel like you need to turn up to like expose that shit yeah, and and he did. He kept bringing up socialism, and he kept bringing up extreme left, and you're you're just you're gonna be used and abused by them. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his job. And also, I think that they did their homework because Biden is the king of long answers that answer nothing. Yeah, yeah, he is. And so, so when he would start getting into that mode, Trump would just be like, "Oh no, 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 no! Wait, hold on, listen." And then he kept breaking <laughs> that apart. Like throwing him off. Would you shut up, man? Yeah. Like for for as much as like the left wants to say that that, that was badass or, or cool or, or a good moment for Biden, that was a moment where this motherfucker showed how flustered he was. Yeah, well, that, and that that's, again, uh, and I would like to maybe see, because like that was the one thing I, I kept noticing was their posture. Every time Trump pressed them, Biden would look down and then laugh nervously. And he'll be like, <laughs> and then he'll just look down and he like yeah. his shoulders would kind of go in, kind of like this guy is bullying me. And then Trump was very well. You, Trump like mm. Trump moves very like effectively. He's very good. He's snappy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then even like the faces he makes, like he's just very good at even taking the spotlight with a face. I mean, yeah. if you look at the memes of certain, like w- that one where he's like, <laughs> and yeah. then he's just moving his face. It's just like, it, it's hard for you not to look at him while someone else is answering. Yeah. So just on that alone, I think it it, it showed that like he was confident mm-hmm. when they asked him about taxes, right? He was pressed on the taxes. He was asked multiple times of Chris Wallace and Trump didn't like bat an eye. Yeah. Um, Whereas with Biden, there were certain answers that I wouldn't say he batted an eye, but he was just like he knew he was gonna like weasel his way out, and then Trump would get yeah, in the way. thing was one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like, oh, it's an ideology, dude. What did you just say? It's an ideology. Ideology. No, he he said it's, yeah, an, it's idea. an idea. I, ideas don't burn down buildings. <laughs> yeah. Like ideas don't like bash people's heads with lead pipes. What are you talking about? But he didn't get pressed. 
Yeah. He didn't get pressed on it. They pressed it. He was, Trump was getting pressed on both sides about the white supremacy thing. And it's so funny. Like, I, it's such a weird question. It's like if they it asked is. me, like, no, but that, dude, it's so funny you say that because I was, that's in that, that, the conversation that I had earlier with, with the people about race. Yeah. That was, I said the exact same thing. It's like, for as much time as this man has denounced white supremacy, whatever. But like, why the fuck is it even still a question? Like, where is white supremacy? Please, somebody out there, Twitter, <laughs> comment, wherever you're at, point me where the fuck the white supremacy is taking place. So we could go there and <laughs> fuck them up together and we'll be done with it. Because I don't see it. I do not see it. But go ahead with the point you were going to make. No, I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of in the same realm. It's like, any question that you ask to answer definitively, like it would just be redundant, you know? Yeah. Anything. It could be simple. It could be complex. So, so it could be like, Hey Rick, uh, lucky charms or frosted flakes. I'll be like, all right, well frosted flakes. And then they just keep asking me. I'm like, keep bro, asking, I said that but already. Also, but also like the minuscule, nothing ass, no weight having, element of the question this is not relevant you keep bringing up some shit he's like and that's why he was like well what group because there's a lot of groups out there yeah. that think of a lot of crazy shit and he's like and the only ones that are really burning stuff down is antifa exactly. so like what all i see is the left doing this shit. exactly like so whatever white supremacy there is out there yeah i'll denounce it but they're not the ones like burning stuff down so what relevance do they have? Like, why do I have to keep condemning them? And if I do condemn them, does that mean they're going to stop? Like, are they going to listen to me? Or now that I condemn them, does that mean that, oh, well, fucking Donnie T condemned us, so we got to get our minds right? Like, that doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, like, it's, a, it's just a dumb question. And it's like, stupid. It just, and it's funny because I got into it with with you know people on on social media about that situation, and I was giving them the the same spiel. It's like, okay, how what weight does it hold in the real world? They got nothing. Could say nothing. Nothing of substance. Yeah. And then they bring up the Proud Boys because Biden said the mentions the Proud Boys, which the Proud Boys is not even white supremacist no. group. It's a multiracial group. The argument is so skewed and so bonkers yeah. that it makes it makes zero sense. Like it it, it it makes zero sense, and they still continuously ask him about it. Yeah, even after the debate, they're asking about it. What do you think the performance is? Because we don't know what the topics for the next presidential debate are going to be. So right now, all we can really go off of is philosophy messaging performance you think it's going to change a little bit yeah i think they're definitely gonna I, I think um him coming back is an event in and of itself big time so that alone i think boosts stuff for for trump's side and, and then, it makes him look way stronger than Biden now. Yes, way stronger. Not only that, but then like like you said, you brought up a very good point. I've been through this now. Mm -hmm. This is not like I've seen how it feels. I've dealt with it. I went to the hospital for it. So I think that a lot of people will feel confident when it comes to the COVID-19 question. Certain things of it, you know. 
and also like you'd you'd be a lot more you'd feel a lot more comfortable right if someone's like listen i got covid19 but i went i got treated i made sure to you know quarantine you could still do stuff so i think i think that covid19 uh topic because i would imagine that's still going to be a topic of debate will be uh will help him a lot more than it would help biden um and will will boost people's confidence in like oh wow you know yeah it's it's beatable not yeah. something to be as afraid as the media wants you to be yep it's and and this guy is it was in in the 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 age and weight bracket that was amongst the most severe yeah and he beat it yep obviously the chances were still on his side but now he has like all that that he can yeah. put out there and he can say that well initially the chances were on my side to begin with yeah but even with going to the hospital this is what I experienced this is what I learned provides an opportunity to empathize with the people that have had it or the or or the people they know that have had it yeah now another thing too that you said and I don't want to skip that part and I hope someone in this administration kind of talks about that about how you said the stock market kind of have has already picked yeah leaders so economically him saying like the, the stock market went up because I came back because so I, I you'd have to you don't want to make it, it about yourself, but yeah. you want to say it came it, it came back because me having it and coming back from it signifies that it's beatable, that it, yeah. you know we you know it's something we can deal with and and beat. Yeah, yeah, that would be huge. And I would say that he should try to tone it down a little bit, um, even though even though that amongst uh, Telemundo Spanish speaking viewers he. Yeah. He, uh, uh, they said sixty six percent of them thought he won the debate, yeah. so that's pretty huge. Um, but still, you know, I like I'm all about getting greasy, but like when you have to. Granted, it's hard to to stay poised when you feel like it's a two on one and yeah. the moderator is in on it, especially when the moderator is in on it because a two on one like you two are on that side and I'm on this side is one thing. But a two-on-one in the sense that, well, one of them is the administrator and the controller of this debate, yeah. it makes you feel a lot more overwhelmed because yeah. the one, essentially the ref is on this person's side. Yeah. So it's a very different vibe. So suppose you're going to change the rules, though, a little bit. So I guess it's I heard they were unfair. they were considering like having being the moderator being able to turn off the mics. Oh, so wow. like, you know, Trump talking too much, turn off his mic, Biden talking too much, turn off his mic. But that's a little bit of a slippery slope because people observing it, if you do one more than the other, it's going to be way more noticeable. Yes. Because like with Chris Wallace, like a lot of people like I looked into it, I read about it. So I know that Chris Wallace interrupted Trump like 76 times to Biden's only 15 times. Yeah. But not the, the average person is not going to know that. Because as the debate progresses, you're not paying attention to it. But if, but that's going to be way more noticeable to the people if you're steady, like, oh, turning off his mic, turning yeah. off his mic, turning off his mic. <coughs> that's going to be more noticeable. So that's slippery slope because yeah. now a lot more responsibility is on the moderator to be fair and balanced. Because yes. even on the other side, because 
I wouldn't want it either for him to just turn off Biden's mic and like let Trump run wild. It yeah. has to be fair. So this person has to do it. But a lot of people have already sort of delved into the political beliefs of the next moderator. And he's 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 worked for like left administrations and stuff like that, like presidential yeah. administrations. So people are already like, oh, here we go again type shit. Yeah. I mean, it just to be a little bit more calculated, if you know that this is the route that they're going to take, be calculated and have the zingers. Like it, it, it's it's about kind of understanding your opponent. And I think with, with the last uh, debate, I feel Biden did do a little bit better with certain zingers. Yeah. Which was like the whole Clorox things. Oh, according to you, you inject Clorox. Yeah, he didn't say that. And he did say that sarcastically and Trump defended himself. But he had like certain little things to kind of yeah, but get also, him off the square. Yeah, but also the internet blew up with Trump's zinger of I did more in 47 months than you did in 47 years. That like, was good. Yeah. But see, that that's to me, that's. That's more than a zinger. That's a truth, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that. that's the truth. Like, you just look at the record uh, and look at what he's done in his presidency despite so many things getting in the way. So, so I think, uh, or like the, the, the school thing, that was kind of more of a zinger about like, oh, you're talking about smart? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, don't ever use the word smart with me. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people were like, oh, that's petty or whatever. But just kind of, just know your opponent a little bit better. How, how is it petty? Dude is the one calling him stupid. Like yeah. he's the one throwing names out there. He's yeah. just responding. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, is 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 Biden is known to lie about shit like that. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that was that's been a big scandal before on the yeah. the PBS Frontline documentary that I watched, Decision Twenty Twenty. They talk about that scandal. Yeah, like he he just blatantly lies, as if people wouldn't know. So then Biden, I guess he, that was like certain things that he's like, all right, well, he does this. So I'm going to make sure to bring that up if he, and and sure enough, he fell in the trap when he said, oh, this guy's just not that smart or he's stupid or something. He's like, did you just say the word smart? And then he brought something up yeah. about a scandal yeah. with, with Biden. I thought p- people, there were certain people that said that like it was a low blow talking about Hunter. No, no, it wasn't. And I think, I think that's something that you should in politics that's going to be in the realm of right your not, son not to mention the left has talked so awful about his kids yeah number one number two it does bring up the cronyism of biden and him being a bureaucratic administrative ass lifelong politician that's just going to like promote nepotism because what we learn about Hunter Biden in all the media that has circulated around dude and the things that have been said that turned out to be true is that Hunter Biden was and is wildly unqualified for any of those jobs that he had at, at uh, being in, on, a, on a board for an energy uh, company and the, the shady dealings and everything like that. And then it turns out motherfuckers are cokehead. Like, when you have all of this stuff, I think it, it it's worth it's worth noting in the sense that look at how this side operates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hardworking Americans got to get up, go to work every day. And because this dude is his son fucking doing lines, yeah. it's going up his nose. 
and and he could get jobs doing this, doing that, and and all of this stuff because because yeah. you know he he's his he's Biden's son. And it's a and and it's a it's really a what do you call it um a rebuttal to the whole what, what was uh Biden's thing Scranton, Scranton versus uh, uh uh Park Avenue Park Avenue I I, I mean wait, but your son though so he's he Park Avenue. Cause he could be a cokehead, be dishonored, be discharged, and just be like in these situations miraculously. Yeah, yeah, very, very valid point. Um, and you know, when when that was first brought up, I was a little bit conflicted about it. I was like, man, I don't know if that was good or bad. But you make a valid point about that. But also, what really sealed the deal for me is that the day after the debate, I was watching a documentary about what justice um uh the the guy that that reagan uh, uh picked for for the supreme court uh bork bork yeah. robert bork that like the way that they the, the way that they like totally trashed him and 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 went against him personally the way they went after clarence thomas but it didn't work and the way they went after brett kavanaugh and not only did the Democrats like just conduct themselves in the most like awful, egregious, heinous way when it came to Brett Kavanaugh, they actually tried to suggest that he was some sort of like drunk that like raped women and like, it was because he had a few beers or whatever the case. And I was like, man, you know what? Fuck feeling bad about what Trump, or, or not bad, but conflicted about what Trump said about Hunter Biden. Look at what these motherfuckers try to do to Brett Kavanaugh about a, 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 a beer. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, so nah, like, this is, they've been playing this game. And, and you know what? I, honestly, that's a scary thing in the sense that, like, these people will do that. The left does that a lot with Kavanaugh. Uh, they just, awfully misinterpret things to make it look like this person's a monster and it's scary because it could it could lead to and we've talked about this way before where like if the right gets on that same shit it, it kind of leaves it where it just becomes extreme versus extreme yeah the right has done a very good job of keeping their composure and they they pull out the guns when it's needed yeah and it's funny you say that because Mitch McConnell was someone that that documentary talked about um, very heavily. And he was on the Senate when when they were trying to confirm Bork. Yeah. And he gave a speech after that, which was crazy. And like you get to see, he's a, he was a much younger guy. But you could see the strategist that this dude is. Yeah. He said, it was like some Game of Thrones shit. He said in his speech after like the Bork shit got shut down and he did not get confirmed. He told the Democrats, he's like, we're going to remember this moment. And when we need to do the same thing, we're going to do it. And they did it with Merrick Garland. Oh, he, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was because even the documentary suggested that like, it was like, Essentially, they said something about like like uh, Mitch's revenge or whatever, something like that. Like yeah. they made all like saw the fucking dramatic <laughs> Mitch's revenge, <laughs> but um, but essentially that. And so they pull out because let's not forget that Obama picked 
three Supreme Court justices, only two got confirmed. Yeah. Mitch McConnell waited for that that last one. Like, nah, you're this is it. Like, we're not letting dude have any more any more piece of yeah. this young ass Supreme Court. And and he and he did what he had to do. Yeah. And he's doing it again now with pushing forward with Amy Coney Barrett. So the the right, they do things when they feel like they need to, which is interesting because that impeachment game that the Democrats ran. Yeah. Man, what if we have a scenario? Let's say, let's say we have a scenario where the Republicans get the House, keep the Senate, but maybe they lose the presidency. Like Biden gets in, they're gonna fucking impeach Biden. <laughs> oh God, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. They're, let's play this game. Let's yeah. play uh, because of your dealings, because of your son, this, this, and that. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, we're, you're, you're, yeah. you're gone. And then if they have the Senate, they'll have the votes to actually give them out of office. Yeah, but now when when the republic if the Republicans were to do that, the media oh what are they doing? No, y'all play you played this game first. This yes. was your game that you played first because yeah. so now we're playing the same game. It's bad. The egregious policies that Obama perpetuated, the egregious subtleties that he would throw out when it came to race relations. The 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 overregulation, the the using uh, of uh, the IRS to to target uh, Tea Party people, all of that stuff that came out, like really like government overreach, dictator type of shit. Yeah, Trump came out. All right, we're we're kicking back. But remember, you guys played the game first. This was the game that yes. you guys played first. So that that would be that could be like a wild ass scenario and. I guarantee you Biden would not feel comfortable or Harris for that matter in office if that were the scenario they win the 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 presidency but the democrat the republicans get the house and the democrats keep the senate yeah. I mean the 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 republicans get the house and keep the senate big Mitch might rally the house republicans and be like listen man I'm in the senate you're the house Get this motherfucker, get him impeached, and we'll get him out of here. Yeah, you know, and then and then who's the bad guy then? You know, yeah, yeah. You you you've created a culture of of this this type of shit. So it's it's uh it's pretty wild, and so that's why I really think that the Senate uh, hearings to confirm Amy Amy Coney Barrett, I think they're gonna go kind of smooth because one. The left doesn't want to show themselves the way that they showed themselves with Brett Kavanaugh because it was pretty disgusting. Because as I was watching the documentary, I was reminded before the hearing even started, Fatmala Harris, she comes out and starts saying, Chairman, Chairman, she, she yeah. like, dude, dude didn't even. And he's like, well, I don't recognize you right now because I'm giving the opening statement. We haven't even started yet. Yeah. Chairman, and her whole thing was it shouldn't even go on because dude has been accused of, of whatever the case Okay, but in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty, yeah. bitch. You were a fucking uh, yeah. a prosecutor. You should know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh, she does. So that that's wild. And so they showed themselves in a very ugly light. They're not going to show themselves in that sort of ugly light in this pivotal time of an election. They're going to want to. And that's why Big Mitch is such a strategist because yeah. he knows she's going to get confirmed because they're not going to play this game right now. Yeah. So let's get her in there while we can. Yep. You know, so it's uh, very, very interesting. Um, 
But that's our week. That's our show for this week. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Keep on sharing. We appreciate it greatly. The numbers have been doing great. Stay engaged. Stay informed. Stay with us. The election season is upon us. The debates are upon us. So follow us everywhere. Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Share the episodes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.